this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Jay Allen Show. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. How are you doing? You know, we need to ask that question more often opposed to just, um, you know, making the assumption that everybody is okay. So let's talk today. Let's talk a little bit out of some of that ordinary stuff that we don't talk about all the time. So... If you looked at the title of this thing, you noticed that we called it your complete guide to motivation. What is motivation and how to get motivated now? Yes, that's exactly what I called it. So let's take some deeper dives here and talk about this. And and let's start off with this motivation thing. You can apply it to so many different aspects of your life that it does not necessarily only need to fall into safety. Motivation is what gets you up in the morning. If we weren't, um, well, at least some amount of motivation, you'd probably just keep lying under the covers until, you know, someone, uh, you know, brought you some food and you were hopelessly wishing for some golden plates and some magical food to appear and ready for you to be eaten. But all us, and unfortunately for us human beings, we have to work and with the what is given to us and, you know, get up and make food for ourselves. While you don't need that much motivation to eat food, your survival drive is so strong, it mostly does the job for you. Making yourself work on that dreaded assignment or, you know, getting ready for that five-kilometer run early in the morning is a completely different story. The main difference between these tasks lies in your needs. According to the American psychologist Abram Maslow, where exists a certain hierarchy of needs that have been taken into care of before you can take the next steps on your self-development journey. So it goes something like this. If you were taking a look at, well, our famous pyramid, if we went to the bottom, the bottom of the pyramid would say physical food, water, sleep. The next stop would be security, safety, stability, and shelter, followed along by love and belonging, social needs, families, friends. On top of that would be ego, self-esteem, and recognition. And then on top of all of that would be self-actualization. As long as all your basic and social needs are provided for you, you're ready to take on the task of completing your universal essay, writing the novel, or joining the gym. What Maslow refers to as he talks about self-actualization is basically you need to have a meaning in life. To cross the bridge between basic survival and something with much higher purpose. Here's the issue. The higher you progress against the hierarchy of needs, the harder finding the motivation it seems to be. We all know that the struggle of dreaming about being the best possible version of ourselves while lying on the couch, scrolling through social media, or even dozing off. So what actually happens in your brain when you do do get motivated? Well, let's talk about some of the science of motivation real quick. Motivation is simply put, the desire to take action. It's triggered by dopamine, a chemical that the brain releases as a, you know, a reward system, a reward basis. The, you know, the dopamine neural process makes it so that you feel satisfied after you complete a certain activity, which then makes you more eager to do it again. 
you go for a run, you stick it out, you stick it off of your to-do list, you feel a, you feel proud of yourself, you get um, a surge of motivation to engage the same behavior in the future because your brain remembers how good it felt the first time around. Here's a fascinating fact. As James Clear states in the in the best-selling book Atomic Habits, your brain actually often releases dopamine before you engage in certain behavior, not just after, which then drives you to take action. This is motivation. Generally, there are two types of motivation. A strengths in motivation. Strengths in motivation is purely reward-based. Need to get work assignment done. Motivate yourself by promising yourselves a nice treat afterwards. Want to lose weight and eat healthy? Give yourself one allowed treat per week, which then function as a reward for your healthy eating overall. See how I didn't use the terms cheat meal. While um, a strength of motivation works uh, temporarily, there are many cons to it in the long run. And, uh, engaging in habits that you dislike just before of a reward makes it extremely hard to actually stick to it. It doesn't drive you into you know, what you do if it doesn't motivate you to incorporate the action into your sense of identity, which means you can easily lose interest sooner rather than later. In strengthened motivation, this is where the secret to boosting your motivation lies. The strength of motivation doesn't rely on any outside source to drive the action. To quote an addiction counselor and former academic researcher, Steve Ross, PhD, the type of motivation that consists of behavior driven by one internal sense of reward for engaging in a task, a person may feel the sense of passion, engagement, and a sense of deep psychological satisfaction when engaging in the task even without external reward. If you do want to boost your motivation consistently, finding and altering an internal drive to take action is absolutely key. While the joy of activity itself is often enough, many of us do need to trick our brains into cooperating. What went to find out all about the shift in your mindset to get motivation? Easily. And which tricks will help you increase your productivity? Well, I got more for you. So let me tell you some more. I will tell you this, and I don't know how to even put it into words, but three powerful mindset shifts to boost your motivation today. And listen, I get it. Some people are going to be like, what are you talking about today? And that's the thing. We have to talk about this because it's so important. And you'll realize more and more that what we're talking about is your brain and how to get motivated. So everything starts with the thought. Thoughts are the foundation on which you base your actions. If you're worried it will rain, you'll make sure to bring an umbrella. If you believe sunshine will warm your skin all day long, you won't bother to wear a jacket. The same goes for motivation. If you only ever think of the actions that you'll take will make you um, miserable or lead to nowhere, how in the world can you motivate yourself to actually do them? Nobody wants to take action and see no results. I mean, I think we know that, right? There are, however, tasks that don't deliver results immediately and that have, um, well, an immensely positive long-term impact. Lifting weights once will hardly do anything to improve your physique. Lifting weights three days a week for a year will completely transform how you look, feel, and think. 
The secret of motivation lies in shifting your mindset so that you can trick your brain into seeing even the tiniest results and embracing them. And it lies in repetition, in identifying integration, and in celebrating the journey itself. So let's break this down a little bit more. Number one, celebrate every single step you take. Imagine you've won the lottery. Wow, I know. It feels amazing. Now imagine you invested $1. Yeah, that's kind of underwhelming. The difference between these two scenarios lies in long-term happiness. Researchers have found that major life events, just like winning the lottery, actually seldom have long-lasting effects on how our well-being is. Regular boosts into minor daily activities, however, do make, make, happier, make us happier in the long run. When you celebrate the small wins every day, you feel proud of your progress and automatically get a surge in motivation to keep going. Achieving big life goals is great. Congratulating yourself on each step you take towards the goal, though. Well, that's the key to actual happiness. It's always the journey that lasts the longest. It's also the journey that has the biggest impact on your day-to-day happiness. Make the most of it. Let's talk about number two here. Make your actions a part of your identity. If you tell yourself you're a writer, you're much more likely to sit down and write every day. Why? Because you identify as something your brain will automatically try to consist with that idea. According to a study that happened back in 2019, individuals from whom habits are strongly related to feelings of identity show stronger cognitive self-integration, higher self-esteem, and stronger striving towards the ideal self. Therefore, there's a world of difference in behavior of someone who identifies as a procrastinator and someone who tells themselves they're productive. The first step of natural becoming motivated is to stop pushing yourself into a box with a label that has a negative connotation. Mindset drives action. If you break that box of limiting beliefs about you and you and yourself, you'll be more likely to change how you think. Actions will follow. Number three, generate your own momentum. In physics, momentum is the multiplication of mass and velocity. Momentum applies to the psychological or the psychology of motivation too. Psychotherapist Keith LaCrache, LCSW, talks about behavioral momentum, a strategy used to help children cooperate when you want them to follow direction. If you want your child to do their homework, make them do much simpler tasks in succession. Please bring that apple from the table. Please get yourself a snack from the kitchen in the cupboard. Please show me a drawing you did yesterday. Then ask them to do their homework. The chances of their cooperating are much higher if you're establishing certain momentum of actions. The same can be applied to adults. If you're struggling to make yourself do certain tasks, follow the small steps by um, the preceding it. Before you go for a run, for instance, well, put on your jogging outfit tie your shoelaces, turn on the music on your headphones, and then open the door. Once you break the task down into small steps, it won't be hard to follow because of the power of momentum. So the key here is to getting motivated is knowing how to trick your brain into cooperation. If you celebrate 
each step you take, integrate your actions into your identity and break tasks into smaller steps to create momentum, your brain will have dopamine hits to latch onto and then be a little happier each time you start to dance. Let's think about that for a moment. Let's go a little bit deeper here. What if I told you of six extremely effective techniques to immediately boost motivation and increase productivity? Would you want to hear about that? Would you be able to apply these things to your life? Let's take a listen together. In the age of remote work and constant distractions everywhere you look, it's vital more than ever to find the best productivity techniques that will help you get your work done. Procrastination is a real issue. Overcoming it and boosting your motivation doesn't have to be hard. However, all you need is to know how to make yourself complete your work right here, right now. Just like the Van Halen song, right here, right now. Less overthinking and more action. Here are some of the best ways to get yourself motivated today and finish every single task on that dreadful to-do list. Eh, there might be some techniques here. The two-minute rule, let's talk about this, coined by a David Allen, no relation just in case, in his book, um, Getting Things Done. The two-minute rule is a simple yet effective way to take the first steps towards building habits. Every action can be broken down into two minutes. If you want to read a book, tell yourself that you'll read one page per day. If you want to run a marathon, walk in the backyard for 120 seconds. That's all it takes. The secret, once you get started doing something, you'll feel much inclined to simply keep going. By making the task as small as possible in your brain, you're motivating yourself to take the first step, which is often the hardest part. Once you're past that barrier, things suddenly, um, well, tend to improve just as we're talking. Oh, what else do we have? We can talk a lot about these things. What if I give you a, another technique? If you're struggling with um, attention span and keeping um, <laughs> keeping getting keeping from getting distracting during work, the uh, Pomodoro technique might just be what you need. Developed by Francisco Carrillo in the 1980s, it um, gives you a specific window to focus. So listen to how this one lays out. Set your alarm for 25 minutes, shut off all distractions, and get to work. 25 minutes doesn't seem like that much time, which, well, helps you feeling overwhelmed about the long day ahead. Anyone can do uh, 25 minutes, right? Well, after you take a break for 5 to 10 minutes, then do another 25 minutes, and you can repeat this cycle as long as you want. Before you know it, you've engaged in a complete, your work-breaking um, well, habits there into small focus sessions. What if I told you a number three one? What if I told you something else you can give a try to? Make things easy for your future self. Let me explain this one to you. When you're about to begin a task, it's often the starting stages that seem the most intimidating. At least to me, it does. Planning the whole project outline before you can even start doing it seems like so much work. Don't even get me started on clearing out the email box, right? Because that's a whole other conversation within itself. The key to motivation is to have little friction between your current state and the task ahead as possible. When you outline the chapter of your novel the day before you start writing it, all you have to do is sit down the next morning, well, and write it. Always try to make things easy for your future self. Once you catch up, you actually become that person 
you'll be grateful for the work you did yesterday. Let's talk about number four. Complete all the quick tasks first. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. To-do lists are by far one of the most effective ways to getting things done. Think about that. And there's always a way to upgrade them. Who doesn't love um, ticking something off their to-do list? It makes you feel productive, fulfilled, and most importantly, more motivated to keep going. The upgrade is simple. If you make sure that you complete all the quick tasks first, in the first thing in the morning, just keep looking at your list and it will make you feel better about what your day looks like ahead. If you've done so much already and it's only 10 a.m., think about that. How is that going to make you feel? Working your way through the rest of the task feels much easier when you add a sense of achievement to the mix. Think about it. There's just one way to look at it. What else do I have? Let's see. Number five, the Eisenhower Matrix. Another great way to enhance your to-do list is to categorize tasks by their importance and urgency. The Eisenhower Eisenhower Matrix developed in the American statesman Dwight D. Eisenhower helps you achieve that. So just imagine, you can look this up online. That might be the easier way, but I'll try to explain it to you. You almost do a bar with a giant plus sign in the middle of it. On On the top left square, you put important, urgent, and focus. And then on the next square over to your right-hand side, you would put non-urgent schedule. On the bottom left-hand side of this square, you would go non-important delegate. And then on the right-hand side of the bottom, you would put avoid. To sum up, focus on urgent and important tasks. Schedule non-urgent important tasks for later. Delegate urgent and non-important tasks to someone else. And avoid tasks that are both non-important and non-urgent. I know, simpler said than done. Number six, according to a study from the 2018, working in a clean environment makes you feel more productive. It makes sense. When the world around you is clean and decluttered, your mind is more likely to feel fresh and content thanks to, uh, well, and content thanks to the cleanliness surrounding you. Productivity seems to fit into a clean environment. Your mind recognizes that. So why not clear out your space to make some room for a fresh way of thinking? Think about that real quick. There's even more ways to be positive and, you know, motivated. And I think I'm going to share a little bit more with you. Hopefully, you know, you're enjoying this content because it's important. It's important on how you can lay this into your life. So let's talk about this. Five simple productive productivity hacks to get you motivated today. Today. Yes, today. This is the whole goal is the motivation aspect of this. So finding motivation to get you to, to work sometimes feels like trying to breathe underwater. You know, your whole being just screams at you at to absolutely avoid it. And believe me, that makes sense. Fortunately for you, the internet is full of useful advice on how to effectively motivate yourself and finally get it all done. Here are five simple productivity hacks that will boost your motivation instantly. Let's do this once again. Number one, the three-second rule. The three-second rule is something that can finally help you get started, and it only lasts, well, you guessed it, three seconds. Often, the reason why you still haven't started, it lies in overthinking. 
the more you think about the action you need to take, the more discouraged you feel about it. What if something goes wrong? And what if you end up hating the task and the whole day gets ruined? The truth is that most things usually seem scarier in your mind than what they are in real life. We've had this discussion before. The three-second rule gets rid of all unnecessary thinking, and all you have to do is count to three and do it. Three, two, one, do it. Here's number two for you. Find a flow state. A flow state is what happens when you're so immersed in your work that you're doing that that you absolutely forget that it even that you even exist. Time flies in a snap. The work you focus on draws you in so deeply that you basically become the activity itself. A flow state can happen with most activities such as exercising, reading, writing, studying, or preparing work presentations. The key is to find such good flow that the activity completely decreases its difficulty. You're so focused, it all just feels so easy. One of the best ways to introduce the flow states is to listen to music that makes you feel productive. Lo-fi music is a perfect example of this. The more you listen to that type of music, the more you prime your brain to associate it with flow states of productivity. As time goes by, your brain learns to snap into focus quickly. Eventually, all you have to do is put on your headphones and you'll automatically be in the zone. Maybe not, you know, that kind of music zone that I like to play, but you know what I'm talking about. Let's talk about number three, establish a contract with yourself. If you need a bit of, uh, well, of motivation to help you go along, why not create a contract? It sounds a little crazy, I know, but it actually is a very effective method of uh, motivating yourself. Write down the specifics of what you want to achieve and which time frame and then create a positive negative consequence that will follow based on your behavior. If you manage to go jogging three days a week for a month, reward yourself. If you fail, you have to work wearing ridiculous t-shirts the whole week. I don't know. Maybe something along those lines. Fear is normally an excellent motivator. And I'm talking about yourself. Not, don't go around scaring other people. This is not what we're talking about. Let's talk about number four. Give yourself a fresh start. According to a 2015 study using specific benchmarks in time, such as the New Year's, your birthday, uh, the first of every month, or every even every other Monday, um, helps you give yourself a fresh start. On a psychological level, it feels satisfying if you start doing something on a day that fits well into your time frame. You'll also be more um, inclined to stick with it stick to the habit because you've already established such a good time window. Remember, you don't have to stick to the usually associated with the beginning with if you want to start exercising. There's no point of waiting until the 1st of January rolls around. Why not create your own benchmark instead or just start Monday next week? The sooner you start, the better it'll be. Try to find the nearest benchmark, the time that makes you feel, well, the most satisfied. Number five, tell your friends and families about your goals. This one's kind of one of those interesting ones. Accountability normally does work wonders when you really put it out there. When you share your goals with everyone around you, you put a certain um, expectation on yourself. From now on, everyone will be um, waiting to see if you actually stick to your decision. 
Social pressure is an amazing motivator after all. I kind of chuckle at that. The fear of disappointing others or losing face might make you uh, make you keep going on when you feel like giving up. And the more people you tell, well, the better it is. So how can I sum this up today? How can I sum this up with a nice little pretty bow? Well, I don't really think that there is one. But I can give you my final thoughts on motivation. Motivation is all about strategy. Think about it. Even the most productive people on the planet Earth sometimes wake up and feel like staying in bed until, well, the sun goes down. The difference between those who reach their goals and those who don't don't just lies in the methods they use to get there. So go ahead and try some of these techniques that we talked about. You might turn into a productivity master before you know it. Now, the great part about putting this in this kind of format, if you're listening on the podcast and not the radio station, you can always go back and rewind this and take a listen to different aspects that are available. Listen, I understand there's a lot of motivational stuff inside of here. And some people might sit back and go, well, how does this apply to my everyday work life? Well, it applies to a lot more than just your work life. It can apply to so many things in your life. That's really all I got for you on this lovely Tuesday. I appreciate you sitting back and taking a listen to what I have to say today. With that being said, don't worry. We'll be back with another episode of the Jay Allen Show before too long. Goodbye for now. Want more of The Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.